We believe that you are strong by design, and you were made in God's image to have a strong body, mind, and spirit. You're listening to the number one strength and health authority podcast in the world. So let's get ready to unlock your potential and transform your life in today's episode. Hi, and welcome to the Strong by Design podcast. I'm your host today, Coach Tanya Fines, and I'm joined today by Dr. Travis Ziegler, who is known as the dry eye expert. And by the end of this podcast, you're going to know exactly why that is. Dr. Ziegler, welcome to the show. Tanya, thanks for having me on. <laughs> Lovely to have you. Um, so I, I did some snooping around and uh, background looking into all the things that you're doing and what you're up to. And just to give our audience a little bit uh, of a background, you are an optometrist, but you're also a philanthropist. And that's what really drew me to wanting to get you on the show is you, you, know, you have this profession, but you're using it as a means to do some really really cool things in the world, which we, which I do want to talk about, both you and your wife. Um, you are a graduate from the Ohio State University. You um, graduated magnum cum laude with honors, which is very impressive. My wife graduated summa, so. Oh, okay, well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, not a competitive couple at all. Wow, okay, in, nope. in the house. Um, and you are also the founder of I Love and the mission. I love this. Your mission is to heal 1 million dry eye sufferers naturally and to end preventable blindness. And I think that is, that's the cool stuff that I'm talking about. So again, welcome to the show. And please, uh, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I can go all the way back to 2006. So we're going to go back 15 years. Okay. Um, when my wife and I were both in optometry school, she was a year under me. Um, and in 2000, no, it was 2007, we went on our very first mission trip and we actually went to Ecuador as students. And in Ecuador, we did about 2,000, uh, more like 1,500 eye exams. And it was just, we literally flew into Guayaquil and we drove six hours into the, the slums of Ecuador, very wow. rural area, nowhere near a city, no access to eye care. And we just performed eye exams and we gave people glasses that couldn't afford glasses, nor could they obtain glasses. And so I, I will never forget putting a pair of reading glasses on somebody for the first time, a pair of reading glasses that you and I can just go to the store and pick yeah. up for a dollar. Yeah. But this lady was probably in her seventies and I put her first pair of reading glasses on her. She thought she was blind. She thought she could no longer read. And you put reading glasses on her and she just breaks down in tears because she can read again. She can read her Bible. She can work again. And when you have that moment, you will never go back to wanting to do anything else in life. Really um, mission work will humble you in more ways than you could ever imagine. Yeah. And it kind of changes the desire that you want in life. And so me as a second year student, my wife as a first year student, we knew our lives had been changed. And there's also somebody on that trip that had a really bad red eye and he had glaucoma and he unfortunately had lost vision from that, mm. but his, his pressure was 80, his, his internal eye pressure was 80 and normal is under 20. And so he was in extreme pain. Just imagine that pressure. It's literally pressure. And so what we did in the clinic is we brought his pressure down. And after we brought him down, this is like a hard nosed 80 year old farmer. And he just broke down in tears as well and grabbed me, hugged me and just Aww. said, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. So those are kind of the two moments that changed my life forever. Mm -hmm. And we knew we wanted to do this for the rest of our lives. Now, we graduated in 2010 and 2011 from optometry school. We started working for my uncle and we predicted that we'd get back to that, that mission work when we were like 55, 60 and go in full time on that. <laughs> and mm. what happened is that 
I wasn't happy working for my uncle. There was just something missing. I was happy, but there's just something just clawing at me to do more. And so we did the three things you're not supposed to do. We quit our jobs. We moved across the country from Ohio to South Carolina and we started two businesses and we started two practices from, from nothing from scratch. Essentially, we actually bought a practice, but I, I say it's from scratch because the practices were actually going downhill because unfortunately the doctor was an alcoholic and it just was, it was a practice that was just in disrepair. And so we kind of saw it as a challenge and we jumped in, but when you start a practice and especially one that's got a negative kind of vibe in the community, you're slow. You only have like one patient an hour. And I came from a place that was, I was seeing five patients an hour. So business was a little slow at first, but what that caused is for us to start an online company called I love. And I love, we started out as a sunglass company, but since we've morphed into more of a dry eye company and we consider ourselves dry eye experts, we, we teach dry eye just a little differently. We treat it a little differently. Um, we don't take a typical Western medicine approach. We take more of an Eastern with a combination of a little bit of Western medicine. And so um, we'll probably get into that a little bit more later. But what we saw is from 2015 to 2018, we were growing all three of these businesses, two practices and the e-commerce business. And what was happening is we saw this acceleration curve for our practices. And then the internet curve, our e-commerce business was like double. And so we made the conscious effort in 2017 to sell our first practice and just go part-time practicing at our second practice and really focus on the online space. And then at the end of 2017, beginning of 2018, we sold our second practice and went all in on this. And it's now three years later and we've been full-time e-commerce since then and we haven't regretted it. And so what we do with our business now is we're trying to get to 1 million dry eyes sufferers, excuse me, and then we're gonna heal them naturally. And then what we do is we take the profits from I love a percentage of the profits. Actually, we take a percentage of the top line revenue and we put it to our charity. And then our charity is the one that's trying to end preventable blindness. And ending preventable blindness is just a fancy three words that says giving people glasses that can't afford nor obtain glasses because Uh that's blindness that's preventable. But if you're in a third world country in the rural areas, you can't get glasses. And so our goal is to prevent or to end that. And there's 1 billion with a B people blind due to lack of glasses. And so that brings us to today. What's that? That, That's, that's a staggering number. I mean, I knew it would be high, but when you say 1 billion, that just, I don't know. I'm at a loss of words. It's about 12 to 13% of the whole world just doesn't have access to glasses that needs them. And so that's what we've kind of went with our charity mission work. And the fun thing now is, you know, we'd go on one trip every three years when we were practicing, maybe now we get to go on three trips a year, despite, I mean, COVID's around right now, but, um, but we get to go on three trips a year, usually two to three. And we have two or one three-year-old and another baby on the way. And we still have the help to to be able to go on. They've been on trips too, or our son's been on trips. So that's where we're at now. We focus on this online e-commerce business. Um, We have a team built around that. And one of the benefits of working for us is we take you on a mission trip with us. So um, it's truly life-changing and we want everybody to experience it. And that's why we bring them with us because we know that once they come with us on a mission, that they're pretty much hooked for life into this business and they'll want to work their tails off so they can help more people. Wow. That is 
I mean, I, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. Again, you've got you've got this profession that does a great thing because, um, I mean, I've always been blessed. I've been very blessed with good eyesight, but all of a sudden I hit 45 and when my job became pretty much in front of the computer all the time, wow, things started to change really quick. So I'm one of the lucky ones. I go to Walgreens and I pick up a pair of, a couple pairs now. I have them everywhere <laughs> of reading glasses because without them, I would I wouldn't be, I would not be able to work um, because it's gone from just wearing them to reading a book and just wearing them to looking at the computer to pretty much all the time. Like, cause I have to, I do the, without them, I'm doing the, my arms yep. aren't short enough or long enough or high enough or low enough. <laughs> yeah. Just, it's really bad. This is the so trombone I'm, effect. Yes. So I'm very lucky. I mean, I mean, even if, uh, and it happens cause I don't, I don't spend a lot of money on my reading glasses cause I use so many of them. Um, I probably go through a couple of pairs every few months, but I can, if these broke right now or broke today, I would just grab my keys, hop in the car, five minutes up the road is a pharmacy. I'd pick up a few more pairs and come back. And the fact that I can do that, I don't even think twice about it, but the fact that it, without it, that, that would be a massive impact on my life. And there's people that that is the reality of their life. Yeah. And, it and one of the main- me, but it makes me so happy that you're giving them this freedom. <laughs> yeah. And one of the main things that we, a good example of how this helps them is a fisherman. So we, we work a lot in the Caribbean and so Caribbean islands, there's lots of fishermen, lots of people yeah. that need to be lining hooks and they lose the ability to line their hook. And so they lose their profession lose it, yeah. th that they've been in for 30 years and they have to become a beggar on the streets. Oh. And so they completely lose that. And then you throw a pair of readers on them and they can do it again. It's, it's, it's so simple to us. But to them, it's just, it's astounding because it's something that they Changed didn't even think life. twice about. They just thought they were going blind and now they can see again. Our team would like to thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. And if you're enjoying today's show, please share this episode with at least one friend or family member who will benefit from this message. And please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. That's strongbydesignpodcast.com. Let's get back to the show. You know, it, it, the, like, I just want to hit on what you just said because I got goosebumps. You said, like, it's so simple to us. And, like, in, in you know, um, looking at that situation, it is a simple solution. Like for you, it's a simple solution. You just get some readers, you know, like the mm -hmm. day that I all of a sudden didn't know where to hold my book anymore so I could read it or sat down the computer and was like doing this. I was like, oh gosh, <laughs> I need readers. But for somebody in a different country, um, that wouldn't be their first thought. Their first thought would be, I've lost my sight. I can't see anymore. Now I can't work. I mean, the drastic difference in how what is available to us just allows us to keep going. Um, the, the complete extreme opposite somewhere else is, it's sad. It's mm -hmm. very sad that that is, that is their reality. And for us, like you, like you said, it's a simple fix. It is a simple fix, but they don't know about it yet. And then in addition to that is that a pair of glasses to them is almost like a half a year salary. Oh and my so gosh. middle class in these Caribbean islands is one to $2,000 a year. And that wow. is a pair of glasses here in the States. And so 
it's another thing to be able to afford them. And so reading glasses, you know, five to $10 isn't too bad. And that's why we can get so many to them. Um, And a lot of people will leave with readers, even though they need more. Um, But we we actually, with Jamaica, Jamaica is our main hub. We go there every October and we have a lot more in Jamaica that we can do now than typical islands that we just run into. So now in Jamaica, we can actually do cataract surgery glaucoma surgery, diabetic surgery. Mm. We can actually make custom glasses on site now. Um, wow. We have a lab that we travel with. Um, it's, a, it's a big production now in Jamaica and that's because we've been doing it there for, I wanna say 13 years now, or this would be the 13th year, somewhere around wow. there. So Jamaica is kind of our main hub. And then when we go to these other islands, it's very rudimentary, very right. simple. Like we just try to get glasses that are close enough to their prescription so that they can see better. And what we do over there is we actually correct them to 2040 vision, which okay. is three lines above the 2020 vision, which we correct to down here. And mm-hmm. so that's what we're trying to correct them to over there just because any vision is good vision over there. Exactly. Especially if it gives you your, your, prof- your ability to work back yep. to you, you know, to provide for your family and not have to live on the street. I mean, it's, it's an amazing gift. It's an amazing gift that you're, you're giving people their life back. It's amazing. So, um, I'm because I was just when you're talking about the glasses and the reading glasses and how much they are. I'm assuming. Do you guys like? Is there a place or somewhere that can people donate reading glasses? Because yeah. in my head, I'm like, God, I, should, I can go to Michaels and for twenty dollars get like twenty pairs of reading glasses and send them to you to send to the, <laughs> to these places. So yeah, Lions Clubs. So Lions Clubs okay. is where we get our glasses. And okay. so if you have a local Lions Club, all you got to do is go donate glasses to them. New is great, but any used glasses too. If you have old okay. glasses that you think, why would anybody need my prescription? There's somebody out there that needs your prescription. So exactly. don't need old glasses too, because we need those as well. And what the Lions Club does is they, or what they do is they clean them up, they check the prescription and they mark the prescription on them for us. Nice. And so when we're in clinic, our glasses area is just 2,000 to 5,000 <laughs> pairs of glasses. That's amazing. That's organized thanks to the Lions Club. Wow. And so we get a prescription. I, I write the prescriptions, but then once they go back to get the prescription filled, they have the prescription. The optician back there will go cycle through all these 2,000 glasses and try to find the exact prescription for them. And some prescriptions are easy. Some are almost mm. impossible. Yeah. But the easy ones, we can give them two or three choices that they can pick from so they can get a little more style involved. But, oh, nice. <laughs> so it, it's it's a fun and it's it's probably the most fun to be in the optical area where they're giving out glasses because that's where they get the wow effect. Yeah. Whereas in as a doctor, you're just kind of giving them a prescription, saying everything's healthy, go on your way. Or saying, I'm sorry, but you have glaucoma, which is very common in the Caribbean. And we have to kind of explain that and treat it and tell them they need to follow up with this and trying to explain to that to them. And then diabetes is such a big problem yeah. in the Caribbean because they don't know diet yeah. and diet's so big with diabetes, of course, yeah. but any disease. And all they do is eat bread and sweet rolls and candy. And I, I remember, so my wife and I specialize in school screenings when we go to these places and we actually go out to the schools, we'll screen all the kids Mm-hmm. and send the kids that have problems back in. So we saw like a thousand kids in Mexico and we saw like 800 last time in Jamaica. It's just a lot of children in a week. And I remember being in Jamaica and they had these like bags and they're drinking out of them. And I'm just like, what is that? And they're just like, oh, it's just sugar water. And oh. like every kid has this bag of sugar water and then another handful of candy bar. And that's what they eat all day long. And that's why diabetes is such so, so prevalent, prevalent. there. So and do you, crazy. oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, so do you, um, do you have, or 
is building on what you're doing as far as like you're um, you you've got the eye health area nailed. It sounds especially in Jamaica, you've got it really nailed down. It's like an art there. Um, are you planning on or do you travel? Like, is there people that travel with you that yep. you know provide nutrition information that also kind of help with that? Because this is I'm what I'm listening to. I'm like, wow, there's a huge preventative element here that could be very um, impactful in terms of what we see in the next and the upcoming years in these countries. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So um, we do travel with nurses. So we bring about three to four to five nurses and mm-hmm. the nurses will check. I think everybody over 40, they'll do a finger stick to check their blood sugar instantly. They'll do um, blood pressure. And then um, if they have diabetes, they usually know their numbers somewhat. Yeah. And the numbers that we see for diabetics, it would send an ER nurse like in a coma because like the numbers we see are just absurdly staggering. high. Yeah, like staggering. 800s, 900s. Like, I don't know how they're functioning right now. We've seen blood pressures in the 240 over 120, like just massive blood pressures and they should be in the ER right now. Um, but going back to preventative thing, it's, it's very hard to convince them to stop eating what they're accustomed to. And then also what they love. And then to try to convince them to take medication, they don't like side effects. They'd rather live with high blood pressure than the side effects. I still remember this. And this is kind of, this is kind of funny. So yes. you may take this out if you want, but <laughs> this, one, this one patient, I was like, why don't you take your high blood pressure medication? He's like, cause I don't want to. And I was like, well, you're going to die within the next like year or so because you're going to die of a stroke. And he's like, I would rather die of a stroke than take that blood pressure medication because it doesn't let my stick go up. <gasps> oh! Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, right. well, right in that moment, you know, his currency, <laughs> you know, his currency, exactly. but you know, I think, I mean, you make a really good point. And I've, I've had the luxury of traveling a lot of places in the world and, and not necessarily nice holiday places. I've traveled, like I've been to Guyana and uh, you know, places that um, they're third world, you know, and what you see as far as what they're familiar with their nor And I think that maybe, um, when I was in Guyana talking with some of these staff members at the hotel I stayed at, uh, because I noticed like the food and the diet, like it was, it was very different than what my body was used to. And I was worried about going into like diabetic coma or having a stroke on when I was down there, but talking with them at, at some point in conversation, you could, I could detect some, okay, maybe she has a point. Like maybe, maybe she has a point, but I think when you are in your, your flow, your zone, and it's what you know, and it's what you're familiar with, because largely this is what's, what you have to work with. It can be very hard to, um, like these, you know, becomes a, a, a conversation of culturally what they know, what they've been taught, how they grew up. And it can be, you know, I mean, in your opinion, how, I mean, how much of a challenge is that? Because you are, like, when you travel to these countries, it's not like when you walk into, when I walk into a Publix here in Tampa, Florida, I got, I have every, I can eat as well yep. as I want and I can eat as terrible as I want, but I have the choice. In a lot of these places, when you walk in, what's there might be there today for a couple hours. Tomorrow might not be anything or maybe very different. So, I mean, how, how do, how, what, in your opinion, I guess I'm asking you like your opinion, is there an answer? What do you have to say about the fact that they're largely working with what they have and what they know? And how do you bridge that gap to bring education to them to again, have that impact so that as far as preventative, you start to see measurable results? Yeah. So what we've done with our clinics over there is what I've done is I've created an education sheet 
for diabetics, for glaucoma patients that explains it in detail mm. and then what they need to be doing to fix it. And so preventative measures for everything. Yeah. And so if I diagnose them with something like a problem with diabetes or anything, it's pretty much, it's, it's bold. And it's like, you will be blind from diabetes if you don't change. And we do that on purpose to scare them because yeah. we have one opportunity with them. In, in the US, I would be a little more subtle and have a little better bed, bedside manner. Yeah. But because we have time with them. Yeah. But here we're seeing, you know, 3,000 people in a week and wow. it's an assembly line. So I'm seeing a new patient every five minutes. Wow. And so it's, it's very fast and it's very quick. So you have to get your point across very quickly. Like you have glaucoma, you will be blind from this if we don't treat it. And the treatment I'm going to give you is not going to cure it. It's just going to prevent it from getting worse, but you need to follow up with somebody here. And it says that on the sheet, mm. same thing with diabetes. They can start to bleed in the back of their eye causing yeah. blindness. If you don't do your diabetes or if you don't get your diabetes under control, you're not only going to lose your legs, you're not only going to lose your eyesight, you're going to lose your life. And so it's very, very to the point there. Mm -hmm. And as far as diet's concerned, you know, you go into a grocery store there, you go anywhere there in the Caribbean and it's dominated by sugary beverages. Mm -hmm. It's dominated by candy and billboards everywhere grocery stores, when you walk in, that is prominent. It's kind of the same here, but we have a big produce section where theirs is a lot smaller. And so the, it's Coca-Cola and those brands have a huge uh, stronghold in these areas. Very huge monopoly over there. Very exactly. huge influence, huge influence. So that can actually bring us back to here. And so yeah. with dry eye, we are helping people. We focus on postmenopausal females because that affects dry eye or affects females quite a bit is mm. dry everything, dry mouth, dry yeah. eyes, dry everything else. Yeah. And so what we're trying to do is teach people that are postmenopausal females how to eat better. And okay. the problem that we have with that is that they were taught in the 80s and 90s, yeah. 80s and 90s. What was, what was taught? You got to have your grains, your, yeah. your wheat your bread, you got to have your no dairy, fat, no fat, no fat, no fat, and no fat. <laughs> and so now it's the complete opposite. Yes. And now it's like, you don't want to eat a ton of grains, especially get rid of wheat, avoid dairy. And then fats are good. If you eat the right ones, organic right. coconut oil, organic olive oil, organic avocado oil, So potato chips don't count. <laughs> no, no I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I'm totally on board with this because I do a lot of work with menopausal women. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. To help our show reach more listeners just like you, please let us know how we've changed your life by leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. That's strongbydesignpodcast.com. Let's get back to the show. I did want to cut, get to the, I mean, I'm the, the dry eye thing. Cause I think that is something that is um, fairly, like, I think I know, I know several people that suffer with dry eyes and they're using the drops and they're doing all this. And when I say, well, what are you eating? They kind of look at me like I've, like I've got two heads. And I'm like, no, it's like, seriously, what are you, what are you eating as far you know, cause what you're putting into your body, it's using that to do all sorts of things. You know, as far last time I checked, your eyes are a part of your body. So maybe there, maybe we have a connection here. I don't know. <laughs> it's a big connection. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to be very, very subtle. Like, well, you know, have thought about your diet. <laughs> so yeah, to, like talk, talk with, talk to us about that. Cause I think there's a lot of people in the U S 
I know you will know the numbers. I don't have the numbers, but the number of people that suffer with dry eyes. So in the US alone, 40 million. And so wow. it's about 15. Did you 15%. hear that, folks? 40 million people suffer from dry eye here in the US. And the problem with eye drops is they don't do anything. It's a band-aid. It's it's a band-aid for an overall problem. It's like having eczema on your skin or really dry skin and just trying to put lotion on it over and over and over yeah. again. The lotion is just a band-aid. You're you have a bigger symptom. And so what we do with, we have a book called Rethinking Dry Eye Treatment. And the reason we, we called it that is because the Western medicine way to treat dry eye is warm compresses, mm. um, steroids, and anti-inflammatory drops. And so you're reducing the inflammation. And how mm-hmm. we have taken the approach is what if the inflammation is caused from an overall systemic or body inflammation? Right. What if we took that down? And if we get that down, it might reduce the inflammation in your eyes which will then reduce your dry eye. Mm-hmm. And so when you take it from an approach like that, you're treating your overall being, your, your overall It's wellness. a holistic approach. Exactly. And so the reason this happened, just to give you a little backstory on that, is my wife and I were told we couldn't have children. And this was back in 2015. So we moved to South Carolina and we were going to start having trying to have children. And we tried everything in Western medicine except for IVF. We did not go the IVF route. And the reason we didn't do that is because we woke up that morning and we're just like, there's got to be something else. And we just didn't want to put my wife's body through that. And there's nothing wrong with IVF. It works for a lot of people, Mm -hmm. but we just wanted to explore something different. And so we explored Eastern medicine and we went to acupuncture, tried herbals, herbal remedies. um, And then we just changed our diet slightly. We were already vegetarian and we ran marathons, so we're extremely healthy, but we just tweaked it a little bit by adding some really healthy fats as well. Okay. And so we're vegetarian, we're dairy-free, we're gluten-free, um, wheat-free. And then we just added some a lot more avocados and organic coconut oil and organic mm-hmm. olive oil. We just added a lot more nuts as our main snack. And we were pregnant in three months. Wow. And so it was like, it was just this light bulb moment. Like if Western medicine did all that and Eastern medicine did this so quickly, like what if we applied this to dry eye? And so we started teaching people with dry eye, this whole philosophy, and we make it very simple. We're not saying like, stop eating everything. Right. It's yeah, we actually people won't it, do that. <laughs> they just won't no. do that. <laughs> so week one, we teach them to replace their breakfast with a green smoothie. That's a very simple step that you can take. And a green smoothie is incredibly healthy. A lot of people are like, that's disgusting. I hate spinach. I hate kale, but I love green smoothies. And I put mm-hmm. both of them in my smoothies because okay. you don't taste it. Right. And when you replace your breakfast with a green smoothie, almost every single breakfast food is inflammatory. Bacon, sausage, bagels, donuts, cereal, dairy, everything's inflammatory. And so when you just replace it with a green smoothie, I'm not saying eliminate those things yet, yet. Right. Then we replace it. What we notice is that after a week, their symptoms have reduced dramatically. And then after 21 days, it's reduced even more. And we actually did a side-by-side test, a survey, and it's called the OSDI survey. It's the Ocular Surface Disease Index. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a wide range survey for like studies and all that. And we compared our results with the Green Smoothie Challenge for 21 days to Restasis, which is like the main drug out there. And our scores destroyed the prescription mm-hmm. eye drop for dry eye. Really? Yeah. That's encouraging. I hope you, okay, just say that one more time. We need to, we need to reiterate that one more time. So this is an unofficial study, just to okay, say this yeah. is our own internal data. We took this survey for the dry eye and the results from just a 21-day green smoothie challenge, replacing your breakfast with a green smoothie, were 
a lot more. I'm not going to go into numbers because I yeah. don't want to say any numbers. Right. They were a lot more effective than the restasis eye drop that is the most prescribed dry eye drug in the world. And so just think about that. You don't have to take a, a drop that stings and burns mm-hmm. that costs you $900 for <laughs> yeah. a 90 day supply. Yeah. Instead, you can eat something healthy. But here's the best part of the whole thing is after that 21 days, after that green smoothie challenge, we had them do other stuff too. And we actually made it into an eight week dry eye boot camp challenge now. Mm. And so we do one simple thing every week now, but, and it's free. Um, but after that, that initial study, what we found that like, what else have you noticed is what we asked them. My arthritis is gone. I've had a kink in my neck for the last 40 years and it's gone. My dry skin is gone. My eczema is gone. My rosacea is gone. And so we were just decreasing the inflammation in the entire body and it was clearing up everything. And I'm a good case study for this as well. I have eczema really bad. Mm -hmm. I have rosacea really bad and I have arthritis really bad, but I never notice them unless I eat wheat or gluten. And it has to take, Mm -hmm. it takes me about five days of eating wheat or gluten to really start to notice problems. And so it's from, it's from leaky gut. And so going to leak into leaky gut just a little bit. That's just where your, your stomach is open or your intestines have openings in their walls and stuff is getting through there that shouldn't get through there. It's just like having cuts on your skin. You don't want cuts on your skin because then pathogens right. can get in. Same thing with your gut. You want those to be sealed. And if they have cracks in them, like cracks on your skin, then stuff that's is going to get through like gluten and wheat, gluten and wheat are toxic to our bodies. So then we create this immune response to them. And then we have inflammation in the body. And so when that happens to me, I get arthritis in my knees where I can barely even walk. And then I get eczema all over my hands and I get rosacea all over my face. And so I am a prime example of if you eat poorly, you will have symptoms. The problem though comes is that people are eating these things all the time yeah. and they've learned to live with the symptoms. Right. And Again, what you're familiar it's with. Normal. It's yeah, normal. It's your normal. It's your normal. And even, um, and I've had this discussion with so many guests on the show, because we're always talking about health and wellness topics, is that the normal, even if normal doesn't feel good, it's what we're familiar with. Like, there's no surprises. Like, we know that, you know, I know I'm going to wake up and that probably by noon, I'm going to have a headache. My eczema is going to start getting itchy. Like, that's our normal, but it's just, it's familiar, even though it doesn't feel comfortable. So, we accept it, which is really a really sad way to go through life. Looking to win some free Critical Bench swag? Here's how. Subscribe to the Strong by Design podcast on iTunes and then visit us on Instagram at The Critical Bench to let us know you're a subscriber. Be sure to DM us to get your free gifts. The green smoothie is just one step. And like I said, we then developed it into this eight week long boot camp. Dryabootcampchallenge.com is our website for that. And all you do is put your email address in and you start to get emails for it. It's free. We used to charge for it, but we're like, let's just give it away for free because it is that effective for people. And we've had thousands of people go through it already. So dry bootcamp challenge, come check it out. If you have dry eye, we'd love to have you. Um, and then, you know, just going into that a little bit more, something as simple as hydration. Right. Is a key component. Absolutely. And then elimination of certain types of food. Like, My wife and I made a conscious effort when we were diagnosed with infertility to switch completely to organic food, no matter what. And it was a little bit more expensive, but your ailments will go away. Pesticides are pure poison. That's, that's essentially what they are. Mm -hmm. They're poison. That's the point of them. They, they kill 
bugs, they kill weeds, they're poison. And so you're putting these in your body. It's not only ruining our, our planet, but it's also ruining our, ourselves. And so if you switch to organic only and just challenge yourself, switch to everything organic and that will make a big difference in your life. And if you do those two things, green smoothie and organic only, I'm not going to tell you to eliminate anything else, mm-hmm. but just do those two. You, if you go through my challenge, I, you will, but um, mm-hmm. those two things will make the biggest difference and a huge impact for you. And so that's kind of like a brief little summary of what we talk about. We talk about like toxins and other things like other foods to eliminate as well, how to take this to the extreme, intermittent fasting, things like that too. Right. Which I won't get into too much here. Um, but yeah, I'll kind of open it back up to you. I know I just went on a long run. No, no, that no, keep going. <laughs> I think and, that's that's great. And so going back to the eye drops. Yes. Eye drops as a band-aid. There's another component to to your eye health that a lot of people take advantage of. And this is another big question I get. Like you, you said earlier, what does my diet have to do with dry eye? What mm-hmm. does my diet have to do with this? Everything. And so this is another component though, our eyelids. Our eyelids are so important for dry eye. And everybody's like, well, you're a dry eye doctor, but you don't even teach eye drops. And it's just like, that's because eye drops don't do anything, but you're teaching eyelid cleansing. And I'm just like, yes, your eyelids are everything for dry mm-hmm. eye. And the reason that is, is because our eyelids, we have one on top and one on bottom. Mm-hmm. And we have 31 glands on the top and 31 glands on the bottom. And these glands are called meibomian glands. These meibomian glands, their primary responsibility is to secrete or push out oil onto your eye. And this oil should be the consistency of olive oil. And what it does is it lubricates and moisturizes our eyes. The problem we have is that we have inflammation on our eyelids. Inflammation on the eyelids is called blepharitis. Blepharitis mean itis inflammation, blephora of the eyelid. Mm -hmm. So blepharitis causes your eyelids to be inflamed, red, itchy, dry. And then what happens is the meibomian glands behind it are affected as well. So when the meibomian glands, these glands that make and secrete oil onto your eye, when those are affected, what happens is they start to die and they atrophy, they, they go away. And as they go away, they don't come back. And so then you'll lose that oil component to your tears. And so the oil again, lubricates moisturizes and it helps you see clearly. And so every time you blink, oil gets released and it gets spread across your tear surface. And what we look for as doctors is we have you blink, 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 and the oil sits there and we see how long it takes for it to break apart. Mm. And if it breaks apart instantly, that tells us you have no oil. Now, what also happens is if you're not eating good oils, if you're eating those potato chips instead of organic olive oil, Mm -hmm. and you're eating bad fats, like that's in you know, like bad meat, saturated fats, fried right. food, the Western diet, right. you're not eating healthy fats, that oil becomes toothpaste, like a toothpaste consistency. Mm. And it can, you can barely squeeze it out. So it doesn't get out. So that stagnation of the oil also causes, I love how you're rubbing your eyes. You're like, no, okay, I'm like, there's, there is something on my <laughs> eyes. Like, <so. laughs> but that, that, that stagnation also causes the glands to atrophy. Okay. And so when the glands atrophy, no more oil, no more oil, a lot of dry eye. And so to take that just a little bit further, um, a lot of people suffer from styes. Mm-hmm. Sty or a hordeolum is just a big bump on your eyelid that is caused from that oil hardening, blocking the gland. The oil keeps getting produced and it backs up, 
creates a big mass or a bump called a sty. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason it's happening. So if you're getting recurrent styes and you're getting them over and over again, that is usually caused by your diet. Wow. And your lack of eyelid hygiene. Mm. And so we make most of our products that we sell are around the eyelid hygiene, the natural, their natural products. We try to make them as organic as possible. And it's for your face and your eyelid area because we want it to be more gentle. We want to get rid of those preservatives. Mm. We want to get rid of the non-organic ingredients. And so that's most of the products we come out with. And to give you an example, I have it here for the listeners. They won't be able to see this, of course, but it's a simple eyelid spray. Okay. And so a lot of people ask if we, I can do one thing, we have a whole eyelid hygiene routine, mm-hmm. but if you could do one thing, and this is even for non-dry eye sufferers, this is, this should be like brushing your teeth. And so we brush our teeth to avoid cavities, right? Cavities are from bacteria buildup on the teeth that burrow in and cause holes. That's what a cavity is as a whole. We need to do the same thing for our eyelids. Our eyelids have bacteria, and if bacteria becomes overgrown, it causes blepharitis, which is that inflammation of the eyelids, which then causes a slew of other problems. So after you wash your face in the morning and the evening, or when you brush your teeth, you just take our spray and just spray it on. That's it. Wow. That's the question everybody asks. They're like, how does a spray help? And it's because we're reducing that bacteria. We're reducing that inflammation. We're reducing that redness. We're reducing the, the problem to then help the meibomian glands function again, to then get the oil back onto the eye to make things more comfortable. But then we also have to work internally with your diet by eating healthier oils, by replacing that breakfast with a green smoothie, drinking more water consciously because we don't mm-hmm. drink enough water yeah, and doing things that will just help you out. So that was my long rant on dry eye. I hope yeah. that all made sense. It and- did. It did. Because I, like I do, I know quite a few people that, oh, dry eyes and they're always doing these things. And I'm like, again, like, what are you eating? Like, I, I mean, I can see what, I mean, I and these are people that I know really well. So I have a pretty good idea what their diet's like, but you have to be careful with people that you know. <laughs> Especially when you work in an industry, because sometimes it, they can it can you know, can be taken like oh well, no you know what you don't our think my diet's are good. Our hardest patients. Exactly, I bet. But I I love like when going back to the spray. So like essentially, because I again this is um sort of like a side conversation that happens at almost every podcast I do because I come I mean I repeatedly I think I've said it in every podcast I am absolutely to me the human body is absolutely the most fascinating thing on this planet. Its ability to do what it does amazes me. And again, I'll give the extreme examples. You see people that are living on the street that have very poor lifestyles. They might be addicted to drugs. There's all kinds of things going on. You know, they don't they don't have the same hygiene, somebody that has a home and all of that. And yet they're still alive. I mean, I'm not talking quality of life. I'm just talking the ability for the human body to function, to breathe, mm-hmm. to get up, to move around. So the body knows what to do. And it does it better than anything if we could sort of get out of the way a lot and give it what it needs. And when you're talking about your eye spray, I'm just sitting here going, so essentially it's just, it's a very organic product that allows the body to do what it can do. It's just, it's, it's, it's a very non-aggressive element to add into your daily routine that just lets the body do what the body does. You actually, you, you segue perfectly. I, I could go into how the spray actually works. We could get a little nerdy and okay. it's, it's I, actually I love geeking out. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's fascinating how it works. So it, it's called hypochlorous acid and don't be afraid of the word hypochlorous acid. Right. <laughs> acid. And because hypochlorous acid is used by your body. Your body makes it naturally. 
in our immune system. Yeah. In our immune system, we have cells and these cells, what they do is they'll actually spray hypochlorous acid out against bacteria, against viruses before they engulf them. And so they spray it to kill it and then they engulf them. And so our body's natural immune system uses hypochlorous acid for that purpose. And so what we're doing is like you said, we're enhancing the body's ability to fight bacteria on the eyelids because we're spraying this on. You can rub it in. You can just leave it on. You can wash it off if you want. I recommend leaving it on, but some people don't like to leave it on for some reason, but mm. all you're doing there is just helping your immune system mm -hmm. battle this bacteria and bring it down. This hypochlorous acid works for COVID. It works for bacteria. It works for viruses. If you've seen, I'm trying to think of some examples. So like our church, our church has two services, nine and nine thirty and 11 in between the services. You've probably seen this. It was on the football field at the Super Bowl. It was on like, um, you, you've probably started seeing it everywhere. Airplanes, airlines use it now too. Um, they're, what they're spraying is hypochlorous acid. And so they're spraying all the seats okay. down in the airplane yeah. in our church in between services, somebody goes in there and they spray down all the seats in all the rows. And then um, on the, I don't know why they did this, but in the football field, they sprayed the field. And I was just like, why are they spraying the field with hypochlorous acid? It doesn't make, some things don't yeah, make sense, but right. you know, everybody's trying to be more hygienic, but yeah. <clears throat> hypochlorous acid is actually an alcohol free version of like a hand sanitizer. So we don't use alcohol hand sanitizers. We use our, our spray because we just spray it on our hands, spray it on our mask, and then just rub it in. So because people can get your product on your website? Yeah. So if you do suffer from dry eye, we have a one month supply that you can actually get for free. Um, you just have to pay for shipping to get right. it to you. And so it's at freehydrate.com. So free, F-R-E-E, hydrate.com, like hydration. And so even if you spell it wrong, we have you covered. So <laughs> it should forward to us. We, get, had, yeah. we bought all the domains that are around free oh, hydrate. <laughs> that's great. Our team would like to thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. And if you're enjoying today's show, please share this episode with at least one friend or family member who will benefit from this message. And please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. That's strongbydesignpodcast.com. Let's get back to the show. Your specialty is eyes, dry eyes, and, and all the good work you do in the world. But diet clearly does, from everything I've heard you say, diet, that's like, that's a, that's a one step for people that for all, all intents and purposes have, you know, they have their eyesight, they might need readers, but for all intents and purposes have their vision, they're able to work and read and drive and do all their things. But the stuff that we can be doing now for eye health which to me, when I, again, being a holistic practitioner, it's just, it's all one big unit. So if we're doing, if we're putting a lot of good stuff in here, this vessel really knows what to do with it to take care of us. But, you know, we have our habits and our, our things and our vices. So give us some tips, things that like what you've already mentioned and some other things that people right now can be doing to um, really maintain good eye health or improve their eye health. I feel like I'm going to call you out on this one. Okay. But um, my number one tip that I can give you is you need to have a yearly eye exam. Okay. And the, yeah. the because the reason I said I can call you out on this one, because you said you just go to get readers at the store. I know. So when was the last time you had an eye exam? Oh, oh, 
I, you know what? I don't know. And it's funny because like I have, I always have like my calendar and, and this list that every day when I come in, it's like stuff that I got to do. And that make an eye exam has been on my it. list since I got my insurance and it, it keeps getting pushed down the list. All right. So I'm going to convince you to call today. So okay. <laughs> an eye exam is probably one of the most important exams that you can actually have. And yeah. the reason that is, is it's, it's every year we want to see you after the age of 40. Um, and usually we, w- we actually want to start seeing patients at the age of nine months. And so there's a program called infant C S E E infant It's a nationwide organization. You can find doctors on that website and under the age of one year, we actually see any infant for free. And it's a lot of fun because we can detect things before they become problems. And then after, if everything's healthy, we then like to go every two years. So three years, five years, and then every year after five years. So six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. The reason we like to see children at such a young age is because we can detect glasses, but we can also detect tumors. And so okay. it, we can see a rare type of brain tumor in the eye. And if you detect that too late in your child, it can cause them to, to unfortunately die. If you detect it early enough, you can save them. And so that's why we like to see them at nine months. Now, moving forward just a little bit in age to that like five to 10 age range, why we like to see them every year during that time is because reading and we're developing. And the problem is all these kids are getting diagnosed with ADHD, Mm -hmm. ADD, when it could be just that their eyes aren't functioning together well. Not that they can't see, they could probably see just fine, but Vision is more than just glasses. Vision is using our eyes together. Our eyes are two different vessels and we have to shoot them in the same direction at all times. And when we read, we have to bring them together. Mm -hmm. And when we're watching something far away, we have to do what are called cicades, just kind of follow together. And there can be a dysfunction there where our eyes don't go together. So for the listeners out there that can't see my fingers and all my motions, (laughs) an eye can go look to the left and then your right eye has to catch up. Right. Or your left eye has to catch up. When we go to read, we bring our eyes together and we may not be able to bring our eyes together that well. Those are different Mm -hmm. conditions that are called that and they can be fixed with something called vision therapy. And so all these kids with ADHD and ADD might just have a vision problem and not just glasses, but an actual eye movement problem. As opposed Mm -hmm. to like prescribing them with Ritalin and all kinds of other drugs that have all those other behavioral side effects. Because I was school teacher for eight years and... Wow. I won't um, even get into the diet. Uh, yeah. The diet part of things. <laughs> so just get the eye exam. <laughs> the diet is huge with ADHD and ADD. Yeah. It's huge. I mean, I noticed it with my son. He's three years old. If we give him sugar, which we never do, when he gets it occasionally, he, he's just ballistic. It's yeah. just crazy <laughs> what happens to them. Yeah. And it, some of these kids are getting that all day, every day. Yeah. And so it's just, it's just a different situation. So let's go back to adults. Mm. So yes, the, let's talk about adults. <laughs> we, the reason we like to see you every single year. So that was for the parents. I want you to get your children seen. Yeah. Even if they don't have any problems, just go get them seen. It, it takes an hour. It doesn't take yeah. long at all. It's a checkup. It's a, it's a, it's a good thing. You, yep. you take your car in to get the oil changed and tires rotated. Take your child in for the checkup. All right. So adults now. Yes. The reason we dilate you, we, we don't do this to torture you. <laughs> It's, it's not like, yes, we get to dilate more people. I hate dilating people, yeah. but um, I do it because of what it reveals. And so the pupil is black because it's an opening. Mm-hmm. And so when we dilate your eyes, the pupil gets really big yeah. and it opens your eye up so we can look into the back and see everything. The eye is the only place in the body that you can actually see live blood vessels mm-hmm. and you can see a live nerve in action. 
And so that's cool. Yeah, it, it's really cool. That's very cool. And what we can see from that is with blood vessels, we can tell and detect high blood pressure, cholesterol, mm-hmm. diabetes, or any kind of blood disease that you might have from looking in your eye. Because if it's happening in your eye, your eyes, your most vasculated part of your body, that in the brain, that if it's happening there, it's happening everywhere. So if you have leaky blood vessels where blood's getting out, that's a good sign. Or that's a sign that diabetes could be present. Mm-hmm. Um, the nerve of your eye, the nerve that we see when we look into the back of your eye is attached to your brain. It's part of your brain actually. So if you have swelling in your brain, mm-hmm. it will show up in the, in the eye exam with that nerve. My last year of practicing, I diagnosed four brain tumors as wow. a result of an eye exam. And I didn't diagnose the brain tumor. I sent them out for an MRI to get it checked out and brain tumors were detected wow. just from what I found in the eye exam. And the, the great thing about it was that we found all four of them quick enough that they weren't malignant and they could do something about them before it was too late. Right. Whereas then if you notice a problem, cause he, he had, they, they had no symptoms. Right. And they're in my chair. I have my results. I'm looking at it. And I'm just like, we need to send you out for an MRI. And they're like, why? I was like, this is what I'm seeing. And I could, I I'd take pictures so I could show pictures of it and I could show like the results yeah. of the test. And this is very consistent with a brain tumor. And so we sent them out for an MRI and sure enough, and we caught it early enough. Same thing with diabetes. I've caught HIV from the back of the eye on an 18 year old and on a 30 year old wow. because of what I saw in the back of the eye. And so this is all because he just went in for an eye exam. So going in every year, I think I'm actually due for my eye exam. So I should probably schedule that too. <laughs> the eye doctor is due for his eye exam. <laughs> well, the, the problem is like my wife usually does it because I don't, I don't wear glasses. These just have a right. small prescription in them for a computer. Yeah. And she usually dilates me here and just, we have all our equipment. Yeah. So she just checks me, but we don't have any dilating drops. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> usually we do because of our mission trips, right. but that's the important of eye exams. And so you need to have it done, not just for glasses, just because you can see, okay, does not mean your overall else. health hundred percent. And so that's wow. my rant on the number one tip is get your eye exam yearly, get your children's eye exam yearly, start out by getting your children an eye exam at age nine months. And that's absolutely free. So those are my, that's like my number one tip because most yeah. people overlook that Yeah, and they'll go get like a physical every so often, but they won't even think about the eyes. And so do both get blood work done and get your eye exam. So that's kind of number one. Um, number two, I talked about earlier with the eyelid cleansing um, and then the green smoothies and diet. Um, wear sunglasses when you're outside and mm. a hat. UV damage causes yeah. things like cataracts, causes things like pinguiculas. Pinguiculas are ugly little yellow growths that come on the white part of the eye. They're mm-hmm. not cancerous, but they're ugly yeah. and they're irritating. And so that's caused by UV light. So I live in Texas. It's sunny all the time here. You live in Tampa, Florida. Yeah. You have ocean reflecting everything too. Yes. And I spend I, a lot of time yep. at the beach. So a good pair of sunglasses. So I recommend Maui gyms. That's like my yeah. brand of choice and um, Maui gyms. And then I, I actually, when I run outside during the day, I wear sunglasses with a hat. And so like I, I doubled that because I don't want to look like I'm, you know, hundred years old when I'm 40 years old. So right. I wear yeah. that hat, wear my sun protection. So sun protection is vital for your eyes as well. And then th- that's pretty much like, that's like the four tips in a nutshell, you know, like yeah. eye exam, and- eyelid hygiene, wearing your sunglasses, protecting those eyes from UV and then the green smoothies and hydration. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. To help our show reach more listeners just like you, 
Please let us know how we've changed your life by leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. That's strongbydesignpodcast.com. Let's get back to the show. And these are all really simple things that people can do. Like people here in our country, we, we can do, we have access to these things. We have access to eye doctors. We have access to the ability to make or purchase a green smoothie. Like we're very lucky in that we have all the, you know, we have all the resources available to us to take care of our eyes. And essentially like what you said, having that yearly eye exam, how that can have a massive impact on your, like having your eye exam yearly could save your life essentially. You know, because of what one hundred percent. That Sorry, is <laughs> that's fine. That is um, that's a big statement, and it's one that it might even become the title of the show. Um, because I, I mean, I I knew that when eye doctors went in there and looked, there was a lot that they could see and a lot that they could infer based on that that was beyond like eye health. You know, and but I can, when you said it, I'm like, wow. And I, I, I'm gonna call as you were today. talking, <laughs> as you were talking, something else triggered in me, and I. Didn't even think to talk about this, but uh, the damage of your phone and your computer oh. and your TV. Um, this is, th- make sure I don't rant too much on this one, but um, your phone has blue light. Blue light is normal. You guys have heard about blue light in the news probably. Blue light causes your sleep to be disrupted. Blue light is very normal. It's very healthy. A lot of people think it's unhealthy. It's not. It's very healthy. Mm-hmm. Blue light is made by the sun. If you look outside, the yes. sky is blue. Yeah. It's blue light. So what happens is the sun comes up, the sun's the most abundant source of blue light mm-hmm. we have in this earth and anywhere. And blue light causes us to produce serotonin. It wakes so us up. To get into the circadian rhythm here, right? You got it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. you got it. Yeah. So you're waking up, yeah. you're producing the serotonin. That's why I recommend going outside early in the morning because you can get some sun rays that's non-harmful. doesn't have a lot of strong UV light right. and you'll, you'll boost that serotonin uptake in, or serotonin in your body. Now, the reason that's important is because as the sun goes down, blue light disappears from the the earth. The problem now, or what happens then, is that serotonin converts to melatonin, and melatonin helps you sleep. Right. The problem we have now is we're on our computer. We're on our TVs. We're on our phones. All the time. All the time. (laughs) And so these have blue light on them. And so your body is not getting the signal to start Mm -hmm. increasing that melatonin production. And so what happens is without the melatonin production, your body takes longer at nighttime to get into that deep restful yeah. sleep, REM and deep sleep. One's good for your brain activity. The other one's good for your body rest. Mm-hmm. And so to get to those, you have to stage through, go through stage one, two, three, four, to get to that stage four and REM sleep. Then what happens is I'm not a sleep expert. So if I got those wrong, I'm sorry. No, you're but, good. I just did a YouTube video on this. You're, you're doing great. Keep going. <laughs> so the problem I see is that we're on our phones in bed. I recommend the bedroom is for sleep and sex only. That's yeah. it. Take yeah. everything else out of it. Take your phone out of it. Put Our phones are in our bathroom and they're plugged in and they're in airplane mode at nighttime because mm-hmm. I don't want to get notifications. I don't want to get disrupted. I don't want anything. Yeah. I also have my phone. Now I'll pull it out just to prove it for the, for the viewers out there. My phone is in permanent state of black and white. Now, how did you do that? Um, it's called, I have a Google, I don't have an okay. iPhone. It's called bedtime mode. And so permanent black and white all the time. So I set the schedule to huh. be for 23 hours and 55 minutes. So I have five minutes of color. I don't know what time it turns into color, but yeah. you can turn it on and off, but I keep it on all the time. 
because it keeps me off my phone. Yeah. But I turn notifications off. I have my alarm set. It's in my bathroom about 30 feet from me. And so that does two things. When my alarm goes off, it makes me get up and go get it. But then it also keeps me off my phone. I see it all the time. People have their phones on their nightstands mm -hmm. and every single ding notification in the middle of the night, they check yeah. it. What does that do? It exposes you to blue light. Yeah. It disrupts your whole sleep. It starts it all over again. All over again. And so my challenge to your listeners today and your viewers is to just try this. Go back to a paper book for the last hour before you go to bed. Turn off all TVs, especially the TV in your bedroom. That's just destroying your sleep. And in your phone in your bedroom is destroying your sleep too. Mm -hmm. Put it outside your room. Read a paper book an hour before bed. Feel how much more rested you are when you wake up in the morning. It's amazing the difference it makes. Because when you get to that deep REM sleep and that stage four, that deep sleep, your body recovers. Mm -hmm. I can go off of probably about five hours of sleep if I could just get that deep sleep. Yes. And I pretty much do now because I have a three-year-old that we're nighttime training and we have a baby coming. So we're just trying to get used to things. Yep. And so we're up constantly in the middle of the night, but we've, we've set it so we can get to that deep sleep and we don't check our phones when we get up to help yeah. our son or do any of that because that's going to disrupt the whole rhythm. And so, yeah, that's my challenge for your listeners. Get rid of all the devices an hour before bedtime, turn them all off, read a paper book. I go to bed at eight o'clock. I read a book for about an hour and then I'm asleep by nine o'clock and then I wake up at five the next day. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's amazing how much our phones are killing us. And yeah. Like we all have them. Sleeping. We all have them. And I mean, I'm guilty too. Cause um, I can, as long as I have this, I can work from anywhere, an airport, a restaurant, your, your mind starts racing. Yeah. And the U S Canada, wherever, cause I'm from Canada. So, and, and travel a lot. So I can, as long as I have that, I can work and I, I love what I do. So I'm, I'm guilty of being a workaholic. I will, if I get an email at like nine o'clock, cause that's usually when I like to go to bed, if I get an email at nine o'clock and it's like asking me to write a report on some research that I find really interesting, I'm going to spend the next two hours reading research journals and putting together a report. But what's interesting, what I love what you said, because I love that you challenged our listeners, because I'm going to double that challenge, because I just did uh, two or three YouTube videos last week, all about sleep, and I broke it up into different things. And one I called Sleep Reset, and it talks all about that circadian rhythm and what are things you can do to kind of reset that back to a normal internal clock, like your master clock, to actually get that deep sleep, sleep, you know, fall asleep more easily and stay asleep, you know, for the amount of time that your body needs. And what, you know, I think what people will find is that if they, if they're disciplined to do it, not a lot of us need 10, 12 hours. It's different if you're sick or like, you know, like new babies, teenagers, teenagers can sleep forever. I've had teenagers. So, but those are different. Those are growth phase. That's a whole, that's a whole different element of things going on in the body. But for a lot of us, um, that five, I, I know a lot of five, I'm a five hour sleeper. If I get that, if I, if I'm disciplined, but a lot of us don't need as many hours of sleep as we think we do, but we're requiring them because we're getting a little bit and then a little bit more and then a little bit more. We're not actually getting, we're not in the consistent sleep zone. Yep. And so one more thing that you can do at nighttime to really help out. So at seven o'clock, my wife and I both put on blue blockers. So we, okay, these are 95% blue blockers. Yeah. And so for the viewers that can see it, the, the lenses are completely orange. Yeah. And so you can really see how orange they are. Mm -hmm. I don't wear them so much in the day. Some people do wear them in the day when they're working on artificial light, 
But those 95% blue blockers are going to block the light that's ambient around us too, because unfortunately those daylight bulbs that we all yeah. have, those are full of blue light. And so if you can change your bulbs to anti-blue light, you can actually buy anti-blue light bulbs that take away the complete blue light spectrum. Mm. And that's what we have in our bedroom. And so at nighttime when we're reading, it's no blue light at all. Nice. Um, but even those, those blue blockers we'll use when we're on our electronics at nighttime. Cool. Well, I... I want to have you back on the show because there's so much more I want to talk about. And I find this really interesting. And I think it's very, I mean, you said a lot of things. I love the story about what you and your wife are doing as far as um, paying it forward and helping out others that that are less fortunate. But um, everything that you've said about eye health and just how it impacts our complete and total health, I think we need to have more discussion about that. Um, but I was, I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I'm so glad that you had time in your very busy schedule with everything you have going on and a young family and a baby on the way. Um, <laughs> so happy that you had time to um, sit down with me and, and have this conversation today. Before I let you go, though, this is your moment. I really want you for all of our listeners to tell us everywhere we can find you, like your foundation, yeah. where to find you, like every, everywhere we can go to find you, to learn more, links. to get st- all the stuff. <laughs> Give us all the stuff. You guys already know about the dry eye bootcamp challenge.com. That's our dry eye bootcamp challenge. You can replace dry eye with any disease and you can follow what we talk about in that. And it's still a great bootcamp challenge just to, to kind of tune up your health. And it's not hard. It's one simple step that we give you every single week to follow. And in in eight weeks, you'll be changed. It's awesome. It's, we talk about stress, sleep, pretty much a lot of the things we talked about in this episode, but we just go into it a little bit more in Mm -hmm. detail. So dry bootcamp challenge for that. If you're interested in our spray, that's freehydrate.com. You'll get it free. You just pay shipping. So freehydrate.com for that. We're on Facebook at dry eye syndrome sport community. Um, Just type in dry eye in the search bar on Facebook and we're the first group to pop up. We're about, I think around 14,000 members in that now. Wow. And then um, our YouTube channel is called The Dry Eye Show. And you know, that that's also, you just type in dry eye and you should pop up pretty quickly in that. But The Dry Eye Show on YouTube. Um, I haven't even given you our website. Our website's mm-hmm. ilovethesun.com. Like I said, we started out yeah. as a sunglass company. So mm-hmm. ilovethesun.com made sense. It doesn't make sense anymore because we're like <laughs> the dry eye company, but yeah. we never changed it. So yeah. it's not the letter I though. It's E-Y-E, ilovethesun.com. Mm-hmm. So that's the easiest way to find us. Um, but Facebook, if you want to interact with us, that's the best way is join the Dry Syndrome Support Community and you'll see us in there. We're pretty much in there every day. Excellent. Well, there you go, folks. Um, I know I'm, I'm actually going to, I'm going to, um, when we're done here, I'm going to go to the challenge and do that. And I'm going to call, I'm going to make an eye appointment. I'm going to get my exam because awesome. I know I, my eyes are getting, it's getting more difficult. The, the uh, Walgreens, uh, like the one used to be 1.25. I'm like up to 1.5 now. So it's, <laughs> I really so need that to. Means that means you are approximately 46 years old. No, <laughs> I really need that eye exam. <laughs> that was just a guess, just based yeah. on what power you're using. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, um, it's very, and I noticed the last year, my eye, uh, my vision has been seriously downgraded. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I'm going to do that. I'm going to make the call. You've convinced me. Thank you. I'm also going to go, I'm going to do the challenge. I'm going to do the eight week challenge. Awesome. Yeah. I'm that sounds great. Eight-week challenge. So, and I, I challenge our listeners to do it. I mean, one tip every week, one thing a week for eight weeks, you can do that. 
anybody can do that especially anything crazy exactly especially if it i mean again we're not talking just about eyes we're talking about overall health overall health so dr ziggler thank you so much for being on the show today and thank you to all of our listeners um, for tuning in i'm coach tanya don't forget to uh, give us a five-star review and you know send us a few words let us know how you like this episode and what other topics you would really like to hear on the show take care everybody take care of your eyes it'll save your life Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe so that more people can find out about our show. Plus, you don't want to miss any future episodes with the amazing guests and topics we have lined up for you. 